Welcome to episode 16 of the Thriverpy Show. I am your host, Dr. Troy Roddy. The Thriverpy Show is a podcast for students, parents, and teachers. Its purpose is to create knowledge and bring more joy into the world. It does so by supporting your efforts to live a learning lifestyle. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my thoughts around the question of should schools be a people place or a policy place? We'll get started with that in just a moment. Welcome back. Uh, In this episode, I'm talking about whether or not your school is a people-centered place or a policy-centered place. And I want to mention on the front end here uh, that uh, if the audio seems a little off in this episode, I apologize. Uh, I had a few minutes while out on location uh, away from home uh, on a break from what I've been doing to do a quick episode. And the weather is just fantastic where I am, and I decided to record this outdoors. So uh, if the microphone is picking up some of the some of the environmental noise around. I really do apologize. I still hope you enjoy the episode. I think you will. I think the topic is one um, that might spark some discussion or reflection on your part. Um, And again, the episode is about whether or not schools, uh, whether your school is people-centered, people-driven, or policy-centered, policy-driven. And um, this might be a shorter episode than the others. Like I said, I'm, I'm away from home, uh, doing something away from home, and I have a few minutes to just record some thoughts, and this sort of prompted some thinking. This question popped in my head today, and I thought I would uh, record a quick episode about what my thoughts are around whether schools are people-centered or policy-centered. Um, so schools have to have rules they have to have procedures and maybe that's a really good place to start is differentiating between rules and procedures and of course those two words mean very similar things but certainly if you're a teacher um, one of the pieces of advice I give teachers frequently is have as few rules as possible but as many procedures as necessary and by that I mean um, rules are absolutes you do X and Y happens, and there's no sort of middle ground. It, it's, I don't want to say it's a zero tolerance issue, but a rule is a rule. It's like a law. You do this, and this is what's going to happen as a result of that action, uh, whether it's a good or bad thing. Uh, a procedure, though, is sort of a way of doing things. It sort of helps the flow of your operation. It helps things be efficient and effective. And when you're dealing with a group of students, efficiency is really important and so having as few rules as possible and as many procedures as necessary is a good way of thinking um, especially if you want to be a person-centered school or a person-centered class and the reason I say that is there are only so many rules a student can memorize and so if you have dozens and dozens of rules that you create for your classroom Um, It's likely that the the child is either going to forget them or not understand which ones are the most important or when do they apply. Um, And it could be very confusing. So 
fewer rules are usually better than too many rules. Because if a student breaks a rule, there has to be a consequence. Because if there's no consequence, then why does the rule exist? We'll talk about that maybe a little, a little bit later in this episode. Um, but I like to have as few rules as possible if I want to be a student-centered school or a student-centered classroom. Um, because it allows for the humanity of people who are trying hard but are going to mess up to not be anxious about messing up, okay? Uh, so my rules are very basic, you know, when I teach a class. You know, we talk about being respectful, being kind, being responsible, and we discuss in the front end what those things mean. And we may have specific examples, but, you know, being kind and being respectful are universal rules that it's, it won't be tolerated. Disrespect or lack of kindness will not be tolerated. And those things have consequences. On the other hand, procedures are just a way of doing things. So if you want your students to come into the class and uh, take out their notebooks and begin writing down what they learned the day before, doing a retrieval practice in class, if that's part of the routine of your class, of the procedures of your class, then by all means, have that in place. If there's a certain way you want to collect your schoolwork, if there's a certain way you want students uh, to engage when they have a question, do you want them to raise their hand or what other system you may have, those are all procedures. It's a way of doing things that allows the class to flow and the operation of the class to flow. And I think you can scale that up to the school that, you know, how you have drop off and pick up is a procedure. You know, if someone doesn't follow procedure, there is a disruption to the flow and to the efficiency of that, of that operation. Uh, but certainly, uh, I don't think any family is going to be called to the principal's office and told that they can't stay at the school um, for maybe making a wrong turn in the pickup line. So I think the same thing for schools apply to classrooms. They have to be scaled. As few of rules as possible, as many procedures as necessary. And if you have a situation like that in your school, in your class, then you're probably more person-centered. But if everything carries a strict consequence, if everything is a rule, that, you, that then what happens is you start to send the signal that what matters most is policy and creating more and more rules to help govern the behavior of people so that even if they mess up, you're, you're depending on the fear of consequence being the deterrent to them making a mistake. That to me sounds more like a policy-centered place, a policy-centered environment. And you may have, as I'm describing that, you may be thinking of certain schools that you know of that feel more person-centered or more policy-centered. Now, I want to mention at this point that I don't think one is actually better than the other. I'm not judging one way of doing things over the other. Because if you're a school that needs more rules to operate, then you have to do what you have to do to get the school to operate well. Um, and some people, some parents and students, might be the type of person that more tighter rules, more tighter control 
um, benefits you, that it's actually a better environment to have more policy. So if you are naturally inclined to be the person who needs that type of environment to function better, then a more policy-centered school might actually be a really great place for you. But if you're someone who feels restricted by that and that it's getting in the way of your learning, then if you are a person-centered philosophy is in a policy-centered school environment, you're, you're more likely to be frustrated by that and vice versa. You know, someone who's very policy-oriented, who's in a very person-centered school, might feel like, well, anything can go there. There's no rules. You know, how can this school possibly get their job done? So I want to be clear. I'm not suggesting that one way is better than the other. What I am suggesting is that these two types of, of philosophies of looking at how to manage and operate a school or a classroom can come into conflict depending on the philosophy of the teacher or the student. Let's say, for example, you're a teacher who is very person-centered, that you're willing to be more flexible with students to help them learn, but your school has certain policies and rules in place on your work that doesn't allow you to do the things that you know you'd like to do. That can be a frustrating teaching environment for you. Right? And again, the opposite is also true. If you're a teacher who thrives on more strict rules and guidelines, who needs that to be their best, then being a school that doesn't have those in place can be equally as frustrating. The second, maybe not the second, but another point I want to make is I don't think it's healthy for any school or any classroom to be completely on one side or the other. I am not suggesting that a school should have no rules. They have to have rules. There has to be some kind of guidelines that govern the expected behaviors and the expected interactions and engagement of the people there. Nor am I suggesting that schools should have zero flexibility. I think schools and learning environments, whether you create them at home even, there has to be a balance. You have to find that proper balance. And that's why younger schools, schools that are just starting, that are still trying to develop completely their identity, can go through some of that growing pain of figuring out, well, what is the proper balance of how we want to do our work that fits uh, and engages the, 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 the community members that are with our school? More established schools don't typically struggle with that because if your school's been around for a long time, your culture, your expectations, your environment is well established. People know what they're going to get. Um, and if it's a good match and it's a good fit, then it's probably going to be a very good learning experience. So again, a people-centered place, I would say, is one where there are as few rules as possible, but as many procedures as necessary. And one that's more policy-oriented is one that is structured and organized around some very clearly defined rules and regulations. You typically, if you look at a handbook, you know, a more student-centered school will have a much thinner student handbook in terms of you know describing how the school operates than one that is very policy and procedures or excuse me rules driven you know a, a policy driven school may have a, a very thick detailed 
accounting of all the rules and expectations of the school. And again, I am not suggesting that one way is better than the other. What I am suggesting is that fit matters. And if you are a student or a teacher or a parent that is philosophically more aligned with being people-centered and you find yourself in a school or a classroom that is very policy-centered, it could very well lead to an extremely frustrating and negative learning experience. And of course, the opposite is also true. Now, speaking about rules um, and policy-centered, I mean, there's a, there's a statement I made a couple of years back, and, and again, I use this when I work with teachers, is for every rule you make, you have essentially created an infinite number of exceptions to the rule. And this might be more applicable, uh, maybe if you're in a private school setting, certainly, um, where flexibility uh, typically is a little bit more, more available. But if you think about that for a moment, it, it, it has a lot of truth in it. You know, someone who finds themselves in a unique situation in their home or a student finds themselves in a somewhat different situation and a rule is applied to that situation, well, if the rule wasn't written in the spirit of what's happening to that student and it has to be followed through on, then that student's going to think, well, there should be an exception to this rule or this family should say, well, there should be an exception to this rule. And, you know, you start going on the path of provisions and, well, this is the expectation. However, if, this hap if X happens, then it won't apply in this situation. So I think one of the cautions that if you're a policy-centered school, or even if you're not, but certainly if you're a policy-centered school, you know, how are you dealing with the exceptions to the rule? And you may say, well, there are no exceptions to this rule. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. That's fine. I'm not arguing there should be. But I think you need to be prepared for the fact that um, it is highly likely that someone who finds themselves in opposition to a rule that you've created is going to try to find a way to explain why their situation doesn't apply to the rule or the rule doesn't apply to their situation. And so again, kind of going back to my advice to teachers, you know, if you are a person-centered teacher and you're trying to develop a person-centered classroom, um, having as few rules as possible also limits the potential of having to deal with all the exceptions to the rules. If you are a more policy-driven teacher, then you need to be prepared to answer all of the questions about whether or not an individual's circumstances matter in terms of the rules. And so, again, I'm a teacher. Let's just say I'm very policy-oriented in the way I manage my class. And I've created a number of rules, and I'm getting constant emails and messages asking me about the rules and whether or not if my child does X, does that mean uh, they're going to get in trouble? Well, if you're frustrated by that, then maybe you're not as policy-centered as you think you are because you should be prepared to answer those questions. And it doesn't mean that if you're person-centered, you're not gonna get a bunch of questions because the opposite could happen. In the absence of rules, parents and students who need 
more clear rules are going to ask, can they do this? Can they do that? And, you know, if you say, well, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Um, if that frustrates you, I think that's just part of the nature of, of the beast of being less rule centered. So, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the situation and your own experiences in school about whether or not, you know, as you look back on your own learning, whether you're a parent, a teacher, or a student, you know, did you ever find yourself in a classroom that was more policy centered and you were frustrated by that because you didn't think in those terms? Or maybe the opposite is true. And, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that or your questions about that topic. Um, and so go ahead if you have some thoughts, if you have comments, or if you have questions about a future episode, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me an email. My email address is troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you've enjoyed the Thrivepy Show, if you like the podcast uh, and you're so inclined, I'd love for you to go uh, to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Be kind, please. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. You'll never miss an episode if you subscribe. Um, the Thrivepy Show is available on iTunes. Uh, it's available in the Google Play Music Store, uh, I believe Pocket Cast. Uh, and so, and if you want to know where all it's, where every place where it's listed, you can get all of that information on the Thrivepy blog. That could be reached at thrivepblog.blogspot.com. I'd love it if you'd give that uh, of the blog a quick read. And we also have a fairly active Facebook community. It uh, can be found at facebook.com slash thriveapy, uh, where I share a bunch of different articles that come through dealing with learning. Um, these podcasts are shared there. Sometimes we do Facebook Live. Uh, so if you haven't joined our Facebook community, please consider doing so. I'd love to have you there. And that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, this episode about whether your school is person-centered or policy-centered. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed doing it. Certainly enjoyed broadcasting and recording this episode live in this beautiful weather that I'm having. Uh, if the audio hasn't been spectacular today, I apologize for that. But hopefully you enjoyed the episode. And I'm going to wish you peace, health, and strength. And until next time, be good. Thank you. I'm not sure you know, but 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 I'm not sure you know, but